Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy. Those stories here in a bit, but first, let's begin the Sour Z News with last night's Grammy Awards. The Grammys, the Grammys. Trevor Noah hosted. Let's see how he did. Olivia Rodrigo's in the house, everybody. Olivia is performing her smash hit, Vampire. And you know, Olivia, I can't wait to see what you rhyme bloodsucker with on national TV. Yeah, ice trucker, huh? Fudrucker. You'll think of something. You'll think of something. Are you seeing what's happening right now? As Taylor Swift moves through the room, the local economy around those tables improves. <laughs> Can you see that? Look at this magic right now. Look at this magic, huh? Lionel Richie, now Lionel Wealthy. Look at that. <laughs> Universal has just pulled all of their artists off of TikTok. All the music is off TikTok. Shame on you. Shame on you for ripping off all of these artists. Yeah, how dare you do that? That's Spotify's job. They had a lot of energy. You know what, though? The crowd at least laughs. It's not like the Oscars. That the host stands up there and and <laughs> yeah, you know, tosses out a joke and then waits. That was a that was a big venue. You know, they had the way they had where the was seats. that? I was wondering. Was it? I, the, I think it was at a Staples. Staples. Well, it's not Staples now. It's like the crypto oh, something. It's the Bitcoin.com. Whatever it whatever. is. Yeah. 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 Uh, but they had they tried to set it up like where they had tables on the floor. I saw that, basically. Yeah. I was confused about where that was because I'm like it has to hold a lot of people. Right. But it didn't look how the grammys typically look which was weird no but i like the setup yeah hmm. i thought trevor noah was the ultimate hype guy too he just was like wooing everybody he had tons of energy he seemed excited to be yeah, there yeah hmm. it really felt great to see him do all that yeah well the the entire show was pretty much all about taylor swift early in the night she won her 13th for best pop vocal it's her lucky number of course during her speech she dropped an announcement on us. I want to say thank you to the fans by telling you a secret that I've been keeping from you for the last two years, which is that my brand new album comes out April 19th. It's called, it's called The Tortured Poets Department. I'm going to go and post the cover right now backstage thank you i love you thank you it's called the what the tortured poets department oh this was a big trick though jeff because everyone thought she was going to announce her version of the reputation tour she's been teasing black and white for like a month 
and everyone's like, oh, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. But she has Is that a- why our logo is in black and white on Facebook? Yeah, that's why our logo changed to black and white. Taylor changed her picture to black and white. Everyone thought it was going to be that announcement, but now it's a brand new album. Brand new album. She also became the first person to win Album of the Year four times when she won for Midnight's. And it was really cool because we saw Celine Dion for the first time. She was the one that presented that award, and it's been a long time. Oh, wow. I love you right back. <laughs> when I say that um, I'm happy to be here, I really mean it from my heart. Yeah. But she looked pretty good. Yep. She looked great. Yep. So Taylor did not perform, and she also did not mention Travis Kelsey one time. Uh, Some great performances. Tracy Chapman was a surprise guest for Luke Combs' version of Fast Car, and they crushed it. That was powerful. Let me yeah. see if I have a clip of that. We gotta make a decision. So Miley Cyrus had a really great night, too. She performed Flowers, even gave the song a little Tina Turner-style finish and worked the fact that she just won her first Grammy into the lyrics. That's fun. Yeah. And she looked amazing. I don't know what how hard she's been working out, but her body looked like a statue. Yeah. It was hot. Mm. So she did win for Best Pop Solo Performance for Flowers, also won Record of the Year. So she has two Grammys now. And during her second acceptance speech, she may have snubbed her dad a little bit, but she did thank her mom and revealed something, informa- information that maybe we didn't need to know. What? I want to thank everyone that's standing on this stage right now. Tom, Tyler, Michael, and Greg. Our teams, my team, Crush, Columbia, my mommy, my sister, my love, my main gaze, because look how good I look. Uh, <laughs> anyone else? Thank you all so much. I don't think I forgot anyone, but I might have forgotten underwear. Bye. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, you kind of forgot your dad. Yeah, he yeah. kind of left dad out there. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of Tina Turner, Fantasia Barino performed Proud Mary in her honor during the In Memoriam segment. Mm. And yeah, she's a pretty good choice to sing that. Yeah. Annie Lennox, part of the Memori- In Memoriam package, delivering an emotional tribute to Sinead O'Connor and calling for a ceasefire in Gaza. Mm. Billie Eilish won Song of the Year for What Was I Made For, which she also performed. Joni Mitchell won Best Folk Album and performed on the Grammy stage for the first time ever at the age of 80. Oh, wow. Yeah, she did both sides now with Brandi Carlisle. Mm. And then Jay-Z won the Dr. Dre Global Impact Award and brought Blue Ivy on stage with him to accept. Now he took a moment in his speech to call out the injustice of Beyonce never winning Album of the Year. He said she has more Grammys than anyone and never won Album of the Year. Think about that. That doesn't work. He said, some of you are going to go home tonight and feel like you've been robbed. Some of you may get robbed. Some of you don't belong in the category. Okay. Wow. All right. Yeah. Mm. Little feisty. They showed Beyonce, and she just was looking at him like, oh, what are you doing, honey? Thanks, honey. (laughs) Right. (laughs) What are you doing? This is your moment. You trying to help? Yeah. Not sure. Right. So that's all I got. Okay. From the Grammys. Um, this is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102.
always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. For best pop solo performance. The Grammy goes to Flowers, Mari Taylor Swift for Midnight's for Song of the Year. Billie Eilish. For Best New Artist. Victoria Monet. For Record of the Year. Flowers, Miley Cyrus. For the Album of the Year, Taylor Swift. There you go. I wanted to ask because I did not watch any of the Grammys last night. Did uh, was there any references, shout outs, video shoots to about Travis Kelsey at all? Nothing no. at all. Nothing. She Nobody. didn't mention him once. She didn't. But did, I wonder if Trevor Noah did he crack a joke? He did at the beginning of the monologue. Um, I think we already played that part when she was walking in. He said something along the lines of like, instead of every time. We want to show Taylor Swift we're going to show a former NFL player instead. That's funny. And they just kept going to uh, the Cruz guy that does, uh, Terry Cruz. He's oh, the guy yeah, that yeah. does the, um, what's that show that he does, American Ninja Warrior? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, they kept showing him. That's funny. And they were like, Terry, it's your moment. And he, <laughs> they just kept showing him instead. Speaking of that, a TikToker kind of flipped the script on NFL fans who complain about having to watch occasional cutaways of Taylor Swift cheering for Travis Kelsey, and she kind of nails it. I was literally just watching the air show. I wanted to see Taylor Swift perform, and for a total of 20 seconds during the whole, like, three-and-a-half-hour performance, there were, like, 20 seconds where it showed Travis Kelsey. (laughs) I was like, what? He was there, like, supporting his girlfriend and cheering for her, and I was like... I don't even understand, like, what he's doing there and why is it showing him? It's really not fair for us, for us, for us Swifties who have been fans of Taylor Swift for our whole lives. Like, we wanted to watch her perform and the cameras just keep panning to Travis Kelsey. It's just inconsiderate. When it comes down to it, like, he's, he's ruining live music. I just feel like they could ever even go to another concert again. Yeah, tw- 20 seconds out of a three-and-a-half-hour concert. <laughs> <laughs> That's did, very funny. Well, and they did say that Travis was there supporting Taylor because I guess he was liking her post that she put up with the new album art, and then when other people would post stuff about her, he would like that as well. So yeah. he was supporting he was his, in spirit. He was supporting his girlfriend through social media likes. Right. That's nice. But he, they just got to uh, Vegas yesterday. That was a big thing, too. They showed all the teams arriving. Well, speaking of the Super Bowl, how do you feel about spending $10,000 on a single ticket and you're in the nosebleeds? Well, ticket resellers are finding out that people really don't want to shell out that kind of money at the Super Bowl. At least not as money at least not as many as they thought. A week ago, the cheapest price that you could find for a ticket was ten grand. But over the next seven days, Fritchie, that price has dropped considerably. Oh, yeah? Uh, yes. As of now, the cheapest ticket is almost half that at $5,443. Wow. 
Yeah, that's still that's, expensive. That's still still a, about $5,400 more than I'd be willing to spend on that. <laughs> I mean, when you think about it, what is the most expensive ticket you've ever purchased? Pink tickets last week with, <laughs> with your assistance. That Thank you. so funny. I know, but you know what? We got the cheaper ones than what we could have because originally the seats that your mother wanted were, what, three times what the ones were that you ended up buying? Were they 1000 At least double. They were $1,000 each. Dollars, yeah. Yeah. I ended up spending $300 each for four but uh-huh. with every flipping fee oh, service charge and all yeah. that other bs they're horrible ended up being people eighteen hundred dollars for yeah. four tickets to see pink uh-huh i think and, which is not even the show you want to see no <laughs> I, don't, I don't like pink i would like but to have drinks with pink with but i don't love her mother. music you're doing this for or your mother it's going to be a huge memory i went to the super bowl <laughs> um but I will say that. How much we, did you spend on those? Two? Well, we bought the package, so I don't know how much the ticket was versus the package because the package included the pre-party, the after-party, the transportation. I mean, yeah. it was all like a bundle thing that we bought through NFL Experience. And you were in like one of the end zones, right? We were in yes, like, but like but like, like nosebleed end zones. No, so there were several rows behind us, so maybe yeah. six rows up on the second level or something like that, right? Um, but outside of that, I will say that the most expensive ticket I've ever purchased was Adele in Las Vegas. And that was because it was just one of those things where it was a once in a lifetime opportunity and her show was selling out like crazy. Like what what kind of money are we talking? I think it was over 500. I think. I think it was almost Oh, okay. Six. But like nowhere near 5,443. Oh, no, yeah. no. I can't do that. No. I, yeah. I'd only do that for the Joe Burrow. I mean, these are <laughs> still, I mean, these are nosebleeds. Uh-huh. But see, that's, you just brought up a very good point is, you know, Tim was like, I'd never pay that. Would you if it was our team? Oh, yeah. No. I mean, you know, I no, would. Tim would not. Local 12 is great coverage. <laughs> you no. get to see every play. Yeah. Up close and personal. Yeah, but as being a fan, and remember the battle that we had on the air when we were like, should we spend the money? Should we not spend the money? What if that? If they never make it again in my lifetime, I was freaking there, man. Mm Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I mean, Kristen's been to a Super Bowl. She went when the Bengals played the Miami Dolphins. Like in the 80s or whatever? Was that? Yeah. I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it was a long time ago. Right. Um, But she asked me, she said, have you ever been? I said, no. She's a pretty wild experience. Like, just with all the fan experiences and all the other stuff that you've mentioned. They do it upright. She said, you know, if there's a party to go to, like, that's kind of the one. I mean, I would, Which if led I got me to it, believe it made it sound like she wanted, if we ever have the opportunity. That she's, like you think she's laying the, the groundwork. Go, I think that's yeah. her way of saying. Then next time you're taking me. We should do much. it. So it was in Miami, <laughs> Bengals versus the 49ers in Miami. That's right. 1989. Yeah, she was at that one. Yeah. I will say, though, I mean, as a lifelong Bengals fan, see, I was a season ticket holder for years just flying out there and being with the fans and just all of the camaraderie and seeing the team. I'm, it was, to me, a priceless experience. How about you, Jeff? Priciest ticket? Uh, probably Elton. It's either Elton John or Celine Dion. I got second or third row for both shows, and those were 
like more than a thousand, but less than two thousand. Yeah. What about the Rolling Stones? Aren't they expensive? I I got those like I bought them off Ticketmaster. Oh, yeah, they so weren't not... secondhand. No, I mean they were like probably five hundred dollars each. So I probably paid around a thousand eleven hundred dollars for the pair. Isn't yeah. it mind blowing? And they were much... great seats. I know. It, it it blows my mind how much just the regular tickets before they get to the secondhanders, how much they cost. Right. I oh, mean that's yeah. insane. Five hundred dollars for. A... A ticket. Yeah, yeah, we had fantastic seats, yeah. and the whole, like, Highmark Stadium was full. Yeah. Sold out. Crazy. All right. So, Carl Weathers died on Thursday night in his sleep, 76 years old. Best, in his sleep. Best known for playing Apollo Creed in the first four Rocky movies. That's the way to go. I know. Predator, <laughs> Happy Gilmore, Force 10 from Navarone, A Close Encounters of the Third Kind. I didn't know that was him and Happy Gilmore. More recently, he played a bounty hunter on the Star Wars series, The Mandalorian. He appeared on shows like Chicago Fire, Chicago PT, and Chicago Justice. Also played a hilarious version of himself on Arrested Development. Yeah. So before (laughs) he became an actor in the 70s, he played in the NFL in the Canadian Football League. Hmm. But here's... He was part of FanDuel's Kick of Destiny Super Bowl ad campaign. Oh, he was? He already appeared in a teaser with Rob Gronkowski, but they're making some changes now. They said, we are adjusting our campaign accordingly out of respect for the family during their time of grief. Oh. So. Aw. Yeah. That's really sad. Well. So obviously it was very unexpected. We just had a whole discussion about him about a week ago because we saw that commercial. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, yeah, what movie was he in? And so we looked him up and just started rolling through all, and it was... Uh, Happy golf, Gilmore? Happy Gilmore. Yeah, I didn't I realize that was him either. Scott, my man, was like, oh, yeah, that was him. And then he started immediately quoting all the things he said in Happy Gilmore. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. uh, Jimi Hendrix's iconic headband that he wore during seven performances in 1969 and 1970 have just hit the auction block. It's got like a red, white, and blue design on it. Uh, And if you ever see like a photo of Jimi Hendrix performing, more often than not, he's got that headband on. Uh, And it's also the same one he wore during his performance of Machine Gun on New Year's Day 1970, which promoter Bill Graham called the most brilliant emotional display of virtuoso electric guitar playing ever. Anyway... Uh, I bring it up because this thing is expected to get up to $40,000. So you're trying to tell me he only had one of those. No. And he I'm, wore the same one all the time. Well, he had others, <laughs> but at least as far as that one's concerned, he wore them during enough performances that were photographed, I guess, that it's sort of become iconic over the years. The current bid is over $15,000. Uh, the auction ends on the 24th, so we'll see what it goes for. Yeah. Quick circle back here to Drake and the Grammys. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't think Drake's a very big fan of the awards because he reminded artists before the Grammys that the awards show does not measure the amount of success you have, win or lose. He posted a clip of his 2019 acceptance speech for Best Rap Song for God's Plan where he said that artists don't need Grammys. He added the caption, All you incredible artists, remember this show isn't the facts. It's just the opinion of a group of people whose name are kept a secret. Literally, you can Google it. Congrats to anybody winning anything for hip-hop, but this show doesn't dictate bleep in our world. Well, since you circled back to that, let's circle back to the Jay-Z story you brought up earlier. Okay. Uh, Jay-Z, of course, if you missed it, won the Dr. Dre Global Impact Award last night. 
And Jen was mentioning during his speech, he was he was getting some laughs, but then he turned his comments to why Beyonce hasn't won album of the year. And uh, I found the audio for that. How far we've come with uh, Will Smith and them, Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince winning their first Grammy in 89 and boycotting because it wasn't televised. And then they went to like a hotel and watched the Grammys. I didn't even understand what the... Wasn't a great boycott. Um, I'm just saying, we just, we want y'all to get it right. We love y'all. At least get it close to right. You know, it's music and it's opinion based. I don't want to embarrass this young lady, but she has more Grammys than everyone and never won album of the year. So even by your own metrics, that doesn't work. Some of you going to go home tonight and feel like you've been robbed. Some of you made it, Rob. <laughs> Some of you don't belong in the category. <laughs> oh, no, 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 that was it. No, when I get nervous, I tell the truth. <laughs> He's like, oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, isn't that something? So I'm glad I found that. And uh, just a side note, Meryl Streep was presenting for Record of the Year last night with her son-in-law, her son-in-law, if you don't know, happens to be music producer Mark Ronson. Listen as Meryl jokingly gets confused between Song of the Year and Record of the, the Year. The nominees for... And by the way, I work in the business and I get confused by the two of them. Well, the nominees... What were you going to say? Well, Record is what, for the writers and Song is for the artist? Is that how it goes? Or is it the other way around? <laughs> I don't know. The nominees for Record of the Year, but we already gave out the um, best song. Yeah, that's a songwriter's award. That is also a totally different thing. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. the one you lost. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but you did win this. You won the best record. Twice. Well, there you oh, go. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah, Mark is married to Meryl's daughter, Grace. Oh, that's funny. That's the connection. That's, I was going to say. I was fun seeing her there. She looked like she was having a very good time. Yep. Are they all drinking? She were was. they all drinking? Everybody all getting right. a little liquored they up? They were. They all did have so. drinks on the table. All right, that's your latest E! News. We'll have more for you coming up after 7 o'clock. In the meantime, straight ahead, we got three headlines for you. Two of those headlines are fake. One headline is real. If you can get the real headline, we're going to set you up with a four-pack of tickets to sold out Dancing with the Stars live Tuesday night at the Taft Theater. But first, this is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Candy. Hi. 
Hi, how are you? Great. Welcome to Jeff and Jen's Faker for Real. How are you? I'm doing great. Excellent. Awesome. I have your headlines here. If you can pick the real one, you're going to go see Dancing with the Stars live. It's sold out. You can't buy a ticket, but we got them for you. That's exciting. Okay. All right. So is it A? Guy walks into ladies' room, three women tackle him and give him a swirly. Is it B, a guy got shot in the knee after using the ladies' room because the men's room was full? Or C, man gets tased after walking into ladies' room and asking for toilet paper? You know, I'm going to go with C. No, think a little more violent than that. Whoa, really? Uh, B. B, it is. It's B. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Savage. Shot him in the knee. Yeah, I mean, you go to any sporting event or any concert, you know, when the ladies' room fills up. And ladies got to go. You see it all the time. Right. Women walking into the men's restroom. Yep. Because there are more stalls available. Yeah. Then you should, yeah, for sure. You should see the new kids on the block concerts. Yeah. As 95% women there. Maybe 98% women there. Doesn't surprise me. I know. So women do it all the time. Men, it's harder to get away with. Correct. Young guy near San Bernardino, California, was at a public park the other day, needed to use the bathroom, but the men's room was full. Probably one of those small men's rooms that only has like one or two stalls, maybe. Mm -hmm. Anyway, he figured, what's the big deal? I'll pop in the ladies' room real quick. It was empty. Unfortunately, however, two women walked in right after him, assumed he was a pervert, so they went back out and told someone, and that someone was 33-year-old Rudy Vasquez, who waited outside with a gun. And when the guy came out, Rudy just shot him in the knee and pistol-whipped wow. him. Oh, my gosh. So violent. people at a nearby skate park knew the guy and confirmed he is not a pervert. He just needed to use the bathroom. In fact, he's very well-liked. Uh, he hangs out of the park a lot. Luckily, paramedics got him to a hospital, and his injuries are non-life-threatening. But uh, the gunman, who thought he was being a hero, fled the scene, threw the gun out his car window when cops pulled him over. Uh, but now he is facing charges for attempted murder. Wow. Yeah, I mean, not the way to handle that situation. No, definitely not. Um, you know, there are some people who are a little more sympathetic to him because I guess the park has apparently had some issues lately with weirdos lurking around the restroom. So he may have assumed he was one of those one of people. But, uh, but still just, you know, him. shoot first, though, and ask questions no, later. You don't. Anyway, it is 18 after 7 with Jeff and Jen. Cincinnati's Q102. Weather-wise, going to be real nice out. Lots of sunshine. We'll see high around 50 today. And it's uh, 29 at Cincinnati's Q102. I should say 29 if you're listening to us live because we got people listening to us on the podcast. On our live feed, yeah. Mm -hmm. So if you're listening on the podcast later this afternoon, <laughs> it's probably a lot warmer. Yeah, a lot nicer. Uh, coming up, 9 News Consumer Reporter John Matarese is going to check in with us. Do Stanley Cups really contain lead? And should you be concerned? He'll have that story. Plus, some of the day's news that didn't make the news. Happy National Fart Day, by the way. <laughs> okay. Speaking of that. Are you guys going to celebrate? Oh, sure. <laughs> Just say the word. <laughs> no, thanks. Also, old people bedtime is the hot new thing. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102.
fades. Yep, out of nowhere. All right, morning, guys. 723, Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102. Fritz was just talking about she finished watching the episodes of the morning show on Apple TV+. Plus. Yes, courtesy of Jeff Thomas. Thank you. That was my Christmas gift from Jeff was a gift card and a little Apple TV thingy. Yeah, we like the morning show. And I took my assignment very seriously, and I just finished. It only took me two months to finish that one show. But Did you like it? I, I enjoyed that show. I did really enjoy the show, but the thing that I was trying to tell you guys before Usher stopped was because I feel like someone like myself that watches television, not a ton, but a lot of things feel very predictable to me. Where it's like, oh, I know he's going to go out on her or he's going to date that girl. You've seen it all. It feels that way. But a I, lot of things are predictable. You know where this is going to go. Yes. You see the clues. But when I was watching the morning show, I was like, ooh, I don't know how I feel about him. Is he there or is he? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a bit of a surprise. I like it was that. It's nice. When you're not really sure which way it's going to go. Mm-hmm. Or you don't see something coming. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what are we on. We kind of been bouncing around looking for like succession because you know it won all those Emmys and it's been wickedly wickedly popular for years. We're kind of late to the party on that. Uh, we fell away from the bear, loved the bear, but like our trial subscription ran out or something. We just watched the first season of that yesterday. That was really good. Yeah, it's a good show. Yeah. I like it Quick. a lot too. But then yeah. I got to pay to like for a whole new platform and I just yeah. <laughs> You have enough. Where do you draw the line? You have to at some point. We watched right. the uh We Are the World documentary on on Friday. What is Saturday. that? What what is that one on again? Netflix. Netflix. Okay. Yeah, that's really good. Really good. I mean, I remember some of those moments as a kid when that came out, but uh, I didn't realize that it all, all was done in like a one week window and a recording period of like 10 hours in the middle of the night. Yeah, it was, that was really awesome. interesting. Yeah. I did find myself crying at the end of it just wa- like watching it and Michael Jackson and just all of that. I just at the end was bawling because I'm like, what a great thing they did for the world. Yeah, it it's called really The Greatest great. Night in Pop. How much money did that end up? For it. Oh, they Raising. tell you at the it end like of it. Like $68 million or something. Or something. Like but they yeah. said in today's terms it would be like $161 million. Like if right. you adjusted yeah. it for whatever it was at the time. Yeah. yeah. But it was really, it was really mm-hmm. well done. And I like that they saw that through. Like they didn't just record the song and send the profits like the organizers actually went there and made sure yeah they did like a stage show there well that but they also like they went to ethiopia and they made sure that the food got to where it was intended to go go. right you know what was interesting watching that was how what was it what year was it 1986 85 1985 yeah january 85 and they talk about how there was no technology so they're calling everyone on the phone and sending cassette tapes. And you think as, you know, current today, mm-hmm. how how on earth were they able to pull that off on a phone and a cassette tape? And right. keep it a secret. And keep it a secret. There's no way they'd be able to do that today. No, that's crazy. Yeah, and the, I mean, the secret kind of got out, though, because they did have a bunch of photographers outside the recording studios when they all sort of rolled up. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, I think... They did the best they could, but at the last minute, I think when they saw everybody was sort of like, wait, where's everybody going? 
Oh, yeah. They sort they of figured it out because there were rumors. Like, they had a pre-party. They had a pre- uh, was it? No, it was a post AMA press conference, and Lionel Richie oh, kind of admitted yeah, it. Yeah, because they said something like there were you- rumors going around that yeah. like there's a a big recording going down tonight. Yeah, and he's like, uh, I don't know, I gotta go. <laughs> so if you accidentally pass gas today, you have an excuse. The internet says that today's National Fart Day. Oh boy. I say the internet says, to clarify, it's not on my personal calendar. So, I mean, the internet. do they tell us how we are supposed to celebrate? Are we supposed to eat foods that give us gas? Oh, and maybe then, beans. You know, I, what, 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 do you, what do you do with that? Well, this has been a holiday for 16 years now, although it's still not a federal holiday. We're working on that. Uh, but it's mostly just for fun. There's a few articles that remind people the passing gas is normal. Most humans produce between one to four pints of gas daily and on average pass wind around 15 to 20 times per day. Wow. wow that's a lot. Uh, gas is primarily caused by two main things. Swallowing air, which can happen when you eat or drink too quickly, can also happen when you chew gum, smoke, or wear loose dentures. Loose dent- oh, probably causes you to just swallow air. Um, but a lot of it comes from your body's good bacteria breaking down undigested foods in the large intestine. Interesting. <laughs> Most gas is made up of odorless vapors. CO2, O2, nitrogen, hydrogen, sometimes methane. But the good bacteria can release gases that contain sulfur. And that produces an unpleasant odor of flatulence. But just so you know, it's a result of good bacteria. Men produce more aromatic flatus uh-huh. than women. <laughs> uh, coincidentally, the internet has a new viral hack for cutting the cheese. Actual cheese, that is. Someone on TikTok shows how you can use a fork to cut even slices from a block. Uh, which is pretty simple. You just press the fork prongs down along the edges of the block to make indentations and then use those as kind of a guide to make all your slices the same. Mm-hmm. It's kind of neat. Yep. If that's something you care about doing. Sure. Uh, the person says, if you're serving cheese at a holiday party, this works every time. It has been a game changer. Hmm. So, yeah, it's uh, National Fart Day. Enjoy, everyone. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> I won't get up and go in the hallway like usual. Ah, please don't. <laughs> please still do. <laughs> so, the hottest new bedtime for twenty-somethings is what's called old people bedtime. After wheel? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> well, not that long after wheel. You may think that people in their twenties don't get a lot of sleep because they're kind of burning the candle from both ends. You know, they want to do it all for missing out on all that, trying to keep the party life going while slowly acclimating to a more professional life of being awake and ready for work in the morning. I know a few people, not to mention the possibility of having young kids who wreak havoc on sleep. But the Wall Street Journal has an article claiming that the hot new bedtime for 20-somethings is old people bedtime, which is you know, maybe not right after wheel, but it is like between 9 and 10 p.m. An analysis found that young adults, 
between 18 and 34 years old went to bed on average at 10.06 p.m. in the month of January compared with 10.18 p.m. last January. It may not seem significant to you, but it is showing a trend that young people are beginning to understand the link between sleep and health more so than previous generations did and are beginning to prioritize sleep time over any FOMO they may have about missing out on late-night activities. Wow, good for them. Now, that doesn't mean they're not going out. They are going out. They talked to several young adults who said they just go out for maybe dancing and drinks, but they're doing it earlier at like 5 or 6 p.m. Yeah. Early bird specials. Welcome. Yes. This I'll take gonna, the rice pudding, please. <laughs> this is going to make me upset, though, if the restaurants start getting busy at if 5. Start, yeah. <laughs> Who are all these young people <laughs> invading our time and space? That's right. Are we going to have to start eating dinner at three now? I think so. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to, I was booking a restaurant reservation over the weekend, and the only choices were 4.20 in the afternoon. And 10.15. And yeah. it was like, well, it was eight. It was like 8.45 or something like that. Mm-hmm. I ran into that, too, where you either go right when they open or you go right when they're about to close. In addition to wanting more sleep, they also say the shift to more remote work is having an impact. Because if you have a long commute or you hit rush hour traffic, you might not get home until around 7 p.m., which leaves limited time for other stuff like going to the gym or having a nice sit-down dinner with your family or doing chores or just vegging out, you know, having that downtime mm-hmm. to unwind and try to shut the brain down. Mm-hmm. Working from home, they argue, eliminates the commute. And may allow for some of that, like going to the gym or folding laundry or whatever else has to be done. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, I enjoyed the quote in that story from a 19-year-old college student who said, for me, nothing good happens after 9 p.m. anyway. (laughs) I was always told nothing good (laughs) happens after midnight. I mean, I can't believe that I used to go out and stay out till 4 and 5 o'clock in the morning. I would do that on the regular. The bars would close, yeah. and then I would go back. I would go to a bar where I knew everybody, and would stay late after close. Yeah, yeah when they closed the wall, the but you get closed to stay. at three. But I, yeah. you know, I would that used stay. to be cool because then you felt like you were like in like a elusive club. Yeah, but when the lights come on in those bars and clubs, you really don't want to see what's going on on the floors and the walls <laughs> and the, no. just the the filth. It's just like, yeah, don't let them turn on the lights at all. Don't turn on the lights. That sunlight's pretty harsh. Five o'clock in the morning, though, I don't know if I ever saw 5 a.m. anywhere. I did. Yep, I would stop. I would run through Dunkin' Donuts on the way home Hmm. and get some uh, bacon, egg, and and cheese croissant five o'clock in the morning. And then go to bed. And then go to bed for three, four hours and get up and go to work. Uh Uh-huh. Well, if you've completely given up on your New Year's resolution, this may sound appealing. McDonald's has announced a new sweepstakes where they're offering free burgers for a year. Specifically, that's two $8 burgers per week, which makes it a value of $832 over a whole year. They're doing it to promote their new hotter, juicier, and tastier burgers. But if you win, you can swap out a burger for something else. So if you're interested, just hit up spothamburglar.com, fill out an entry form. They're selecting four winners at the end of February. There's also a side promotion going on where you can 
score if you spot the Hamburglar's getaway car. The getaway car is really cool. I don't know if you've seen it in the commercials. It's really neat. It should yeah. be noticed. It's a nineteen. It's a custom nineteen seventy Plymouth Barracuda. Easy to spot. It's easy to spot, and it's like the perfect car for that character. Uh, this so-called Burger Cuda will be making its way coast to coast. And if you can spot it, you can scan the vehicle's code on your phone and be rewarded with an Arch Card plus Hamburglar-inspired swag. Again, you don't have to actually see the car for the burgers for a year thing. That's separate. Uh, and speaking of McDonald's, Shamrock Shakes are back starting today while supplies last. And there's also the Oreo Shamrock McFlurry. You'll be able to smell cool. that car coming. Smell be the sure burning fuel. <laughs> I know. A buddy of mine had one of those growing up, and it always was burning oil, yeah. burning fuel. You could smell it. That car's iconic. Oh, yeah. That's a That's neat awesome. vehicle. Uh, Nine News Consumer Reporter John Matarese is joining us now live in the studio like he does every Monday. Good morning, guys. You know, the whole McDonald's thing, though, I'm like, well, can you win the car? Because you think, you know, if you enter, I want to win the Barracuda. Yeah. (laughs) I don't want a burger. (laughs) I'm with you. Well, what's going on? Well, what's going on? Oh, my goodness. The Stanley Cup craze. I've talked to you about it before. You've talked about it. And maybe it's hit a wall now. Maybe it's hit a wall because people are just freaking out on TikTok saying the cups contain lead. And now there's videos where you can see people throwing their Stanley Cup away. The cup that they waited in line for and spent 50 bucks for, now you got people throwing Why the cups away. Why is there lead in it? Why would they put lead in it? Where is the lead? Is does it, it contain lead? It, it does, into the but liquids? it does, but. And, and here's the thing. Uh, it's a, The way it's vacuum sealed, the way it keeps drinks cold for so long is that there's like an, an air pocket in the metal cup so uh, there's an air pocket in there. that's how you keep things so cold uh but the air pocket it's a kind of a vacuum seal and it needs a plug at the bottom and they put a lead plug in rather than a you know like a plastic plug because it's once that lead is in there it seals it tight it's never going to open up oh. so there's a lead plug at the bottom of the cup that then gets a plastic coating on top of it so stanley says yes yes we do put a little lead plug in, and that's for that incredible vacuum seal, but it's then covered with plastic. Your drink never touches lead. And this is the amazing thing. You see some videos now, and people are on instant TikTok, and they're using like a Q-tip to swab the inside of their Stanley tumbler, uh-huh. and they say, oh, you think there's lead in here? No, there isn't. The inside of the cup is stainless steel, oh, just gotcha. like a Yeti or a Hydro Flask. Oh. It's stainless steel. Your drink will not touch lead ever. Is there fume? Are there fumes from the lead that are wafting fumes. into it? It's if you touch I'm breathing it. Breathing it in. So what you have to do is break the plastic bottom of the cup off. I guess if you like dropped it on the driveway or something, you might, yeah. and then that would expose the little lead plug at the bottom. So the bottom line here is. If you drop the cup and break it and expose the little seal at the bottom. And then touch it. And then touch it and then lick your finger. Then okay? you're in trouble. Then or you, you give it to your two-year-old out. who then decides they're going to lick the bottom yeah. of the cup. Then there could be a problem. Otherwise, there's no problem with Stanley Cups. And to see the same people who rushed Target two weeks before Christmas. They, they were like when rushing they were doors. fighting over the Valentine's Day colors. over so. the pink Stanley Cup. <laughs> and now here they are on TikTok a month and a half later Smashing. throwing it away. So, am I the only one that drinks stuff out of stainless steel cups and thinks it tastes funny? No. 
No, I uh, hate steel. I, I, I don't I, like drinking no, out of steel. I don't either. Yeah, it changes the flavor of yeah. water a little yeah. bit. Yeah. It does. I don't like it's it. got a metallic a taste to it. Metallic mm-hmm. taste. And that, if you can taste it, that can't be good. Well, it's, it's just better a, than plastic. Yeah. yeah, I don't like drinking out of plastic. I can taste the plastic. I prefer yeah. mercury. Yeah. <laughs> there you I just go. drink everything. As I did I, see. Uh, did you see though that they said that their engineers at Stanley are trying to come up with a different way to put the plug in? Yes, they are. Without they're the working lead. on it, Jen. Because All Hydro right. Flask doesn't use lead, but Hydro Flask cups do not keep drinks cold like a Stanley. Oh, no, they, yeah. They, yeah. There's a big don't. difference. No. Yeah. There you have it. Don't throw them away. As I always say, don't waste your money. All right. What are you working on for tonight? Oh, it's pothole season. we got a local woman with almost a $3,000 bill Oof. after hitting a pothole uh, on Kellogg Avenue by uh, Riverbend. Uh, watch are out. You, are you I'll serious? I'll tell you what you got to watch out for later tonight. Oh, my goodness. Oh, man. By the way, we had this conversation on Friday. Punxsutawney Phil, who, Jan, you were out Friday. You missed it. Punxsutawney Phil predicted in the early spring for... Just the 20th time since Groundhog Day started over 130 years ago. But a few states over in Kentucky, uh, they have their own weather predicting groundhog named Major. Major. Or I should say had their own groundhog because Major died on Groundhog Day. Why? I hope just of old age and natural causes. Aww. Yeah, he he was not mishandled or anything. His his shadow didn't scare him to death or anything. He was close to ten years old, which I guess is pretty old for a groundhog, and he died of natural causes. Okay. But a place called Second Chances Wildlife Center took him in as a baby, and he lived there his entire life. They put out a statement saying they knew this was coming. He passed away peacefully. Sadly, he was just about to retire anyway. This was set to be his final year, predicting before he turned things over to his protege, a younger groundhog named Josie Burrow, named after Bengals quarterback Aww. Joe Burrow. Josie there you go. Burrow. Look at Josie making her debut. Yeah. Uh, but the Wildlife Center said right before Major passed, he coached Josie through her first forecast. And just like Aww. Phil, she also said we have an early spring coming. Okay. So we got that to look forward to. Wow, what you looking for? It is 740. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. Did all right last night. She sure did. At the Grammys. She, she won, won a lot. 18 of them. Oh, my goodness. She won 87. <laughs> Travis's number. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, we kind of lost track. Uh, let's see. It was the 66th Annual Grammy Awards in Los Angeles last night. And Taylor Swift made Grammy history, winning Album of the Year for the fourth time. Not bad. So she broke a tie. She was tied with Frank Sinatra, Paul Simon, and Stevie Wonder. My God. Can you even imagine? And she's how old? 34? It was her 13th yeah. Grammy, Fritch. It was her 13th. That was Legends. Legends. Well, 13 and 14. She got two. Yeah. And when she won, when she won her 13th Grammy for pop vocal album last night, she took advantage of the stage time for... Uh, 
incredible announcement. I want to say thank you to the fans by telling you a secret that I've been keeping from you for the last two years, which is that my brand new album comes out April 19th. It's called, it's called the Tortured Poets Department. I'm going to go and post the cover right now backstage. Thank you. I love you. Thank you. Thank you. I just... I mean, I don't even know. I just, I love you guys. I love you. You're just always there to applaud for me at the right time. (laughs) So if it's two years in the making, there's probably minimal Travis Kelsey-inspired music. This is all the end of her last relationship. The the ending, the the dwindling of the love. Of Joe Alwyn and her. Yeah. And then that one dude from the 1975, you think Healy's got any stuff in there? I don't think they're really dated. I just went on a date. They just hooked up couple of times i forget who it was it was it was either like wall street journal or the washington post or one of those publications put out an article detailing exactly how much taylor swift we were getting during nfl football games Mm -hmm. like how many seconds is the camera actually on taylor swift and i i don't i forget what it was but it was like in a three and a half hour it was minimal Right. Six seconds or something like that. Yeah, it was well, hardly at all, but, you know, people are constantly complaining that, you know, it's too much Taylor. It's Taylor saturation. We don't care about Taylor. We don't want to hear about Taylor anymore. Anyway, TikToker flipped the script on the NFL fans who complain about having to watch occasional cutaways of Taylor Swift cheering for Travis Kelsey. And uh, she kind of nailed it. This was very funny. I was literally just watching the air I wanted to see Taylor Swift perform. And for a total of 20 seconds during the whole like three and a half hour performance, there were like 20 seconds where it showed Travis Kelsey. I was like, what? He was there like supporting his girlfriend and cheering for her. And I was like, I don't even understand like what he's doing there. And why is it showing him? It's really not fair for us, for us, for us Swifties who have been fans of Taylor Swift for our whole lives. Like, we wanted to watch her perform, and the cameras just keep panning to Travis Kelsey. It's just inconsiderate. <laughs> but it comes down to it, like, he's, he's ruining live music. <laughs> I just feel like I couldn't ever even go to another concert again. And she captions the video with, this is how dumb you sound. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's that pretty is funny. funny. I love that. How exciting. I'm excited we have new Taylor music coming April 19th. He's ruining live music. <laughs> Her music last year counted for 2% of the entire every single music industry sale ever. So like more than every jazz, classical, and folk music added up together, she sold more. Than anybody else in wow. the whole industry. 2%. That's <laughs> crazy. The whole pie was well, just yeah. Taylor Swift. That's Isn't insane. That insane? That yeah. is, nuts. Mm. is she going to end up becoming the greatest artist of all time? Maybe. I mean, she's crossed over and back and, you know, country, all the things. Of our time, definitely. Yeah, maybe. Best selling. Yeah. She's still surprised, though, every time she wins an award. Oh, my God, you guys. <laughs> wide open. Oh, my God, I win again. I wonder what's going to happen, though, for all of the, all of us Swifties that are kind of losing our minds thinking that she was going to announce the reputation, Taylor's version, but now she's giving us this brand new album. So has she been working on the reputation, Taylor's version, I'm in sure. addition to the new I'm album? I'm sure. And are we just going to get everything released at the same time? Well, I don't know. I think she's got this very big distraction right 
right now that yes, you know she's she could have love? been in the studio on Sunday afternoons getting that done, but she's been hanging out at football games. Yeah. Which will be really so, fun. It'll be really cute know. to see if, you know, after the Super Bowl, if Travis goes on tour with her, will their love continue to blossom? We will see. Mm-hmm. So we many exciting things coming for her this year. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, just a few weeks ago, we told you about a radio station in Oklahoma that went off the air after thieves literally cut down a broadcast tower just so they could get a hundred bucks worth of copper from the cables. Wow. Hmm. I do not have an update on that story, but I have a similar story on Friday. A radio station in Alabama, WJLX announced that someone had stolen their entire 200 foot steel tower. Oh my stole, God. Stole to stole you, the tower. How do you steal a 200 foot tower? Like, like, it's gone without a trace. How do you... According to a Facebook post, the station owner said that a building was vandalized. Every piece of equipment was stolen out of it. And they cut the wires to the tower, downed it, and just took it from the property. Wow. How do you get it out of there? I mean, you had they had to chop it up. They just put it on top of their van. That's so crazy. <laughs> I'm kidding. Like the people on 75 who have the, uh, <laughs> they got the their pallets. Up there. The 14 yeah. pallets on top of a Prius. God. You're like, how the hell are you doing this? Yeah, they just stuck it on their van and drove off, man. <laughs> Holding it on with one hand apiece. That's crazy. <laughs> uh, just a comparison. Tim, can you look up how big the... Ours is almost 900 and something. 900. Oh, yeah. so that okay. would What's be this pretty one impossible? back here? Because oh, we have like... That's maybe 150 feet. Because I was going to say, we have a tower on our lot. It's not yeah. even a tower. It's like a stick. Yeah, what a, I mean, it's a ta- tower-esque. Tower-esque, yeah. Our, yeah. our big tower. one downtown is about, it's almost 1,000 feet tall. Yeah, there's no way you're stealing that puppy. No. No, and have you ever been at the base of it? Like, it's months, it's mammoth. Wow. Uh, according to a Facebook post, the station owner said uh, he didn't mention anything about surveillance, only to say that the police are investigating. I don't know. I don't know how you'd make off with the two hundred foot tower without anyone knowing about it. But pretty sneaky. Yeah. Okay. Seven fifty two. Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q one hundred two. You're gonna love today. See that sun coming up. Lots of sunshine this afternoon. We'll see a high around fifty. Should be real nice. Right now it's twenty nine at Cincinnati's. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q one hundred two. is looking for a second date update. He went on a date with Marissa. He'd like to see her again. She's not responding to his calls or texts, and we're going to try to help him out. Hi, Luke. Hey, guys. It's awesome to talk to you. I've been a a big fan for a long time now. Well, thank you. We're happy to have you. Can you take us to the beginning? Like, start with how you met Marissa, and then we'll go from there? Yeah. uh, This is actually a little strange for me. I don't usually need a lot of help in the dating department, but this situation uh, you know she just got into my head and it's kind of making me nuts uh i 
yeah, I met Marissa online, and, um, you know, we decided to finally meet. We had actually been talking for a while, um, and we just decided to meet up at a park. And um, when we first met, I could, like, instantly tell. It was just, like, great vibes. Uh, I just knew I wanted to continue the date because it was going to be good, so I decided to take her out to dinner. Um, and we ended up going to Mita's because I wanted to take her somewhere nice. We had some tapas. It was, like, really, really good. The dinner was great, and the conversation was great, and I felt like we really connected. And I, I, I really don't know what happened. We laughed. You know, it was good. So I, I really thought, you know, something was going to come from this. And she, I thought she was going to actually invite me in when I dropped her off, but she didn't. She initiated a hug, and that was it. Um, I told her I'd see her again, and she said, great. Uh, so I said I'd call her, and I have, and I haven't got any response back. And I don't want to, like, overbear her with my calling. So right. I, I really just don't know what to do at this point. I love the park mm. date. That's kind of neat. Yeah. I mean, we, we, again, we were, we had been talking for a while, and we talked about how much we love the outdoors, so it was kind of like a perfect first meetup. Well, anything else you can think of that might have gone wrong, like anything that could have possibly been misunderstood on the date that would prevent her from calling you back? Does she have pet baggage from past relationship that she hasn't quite buttoned up? Not that she's told me. As, as far as I'm concerned, I've been on a lot of dates, and... That one was as close to perfect as it can get. It it really was great. And nice. I, I am just, yes, yeah, so I, I have no idea what could have gone wrong. All right, why don't we take a break? When we come back, we'll call Marissa and see what she really thought of Luke and her two meetings with her at the park and at Mita's as Second Date Update continues next with Jeff and Jen at Q102. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. Luke and Marissa had talked for a while before meeting up in person. Their first date was at a park. They both liked the outdoors. Great opportunity to get to know each other. And they made more of a formal date where they had dinner at Mita's. And that went fantastic. Good stuff. Good stuff. Great place for a date. So he's confused as to why she's not responding to his texts or phone calls. He's tried to reach out to no avail. And here we are. Uh, anything else, Luke? Did I gloss over anything important? Nope, that's uh, that's about it. All right, let's call her. Hello. Hello, Marissa. Uh, yeah, who's this? It's Jeff and Jen at Q102. How are you this morning? <laughs> um, I'm I'm good. I uh. <laughs> is this going to be second date update? <laughs> uh-huh. Would that be okay? You're very popular, you yeah. know. I mean, I I guess so. 
Are you seeing anybody right now? Like, are you involved in a serious relationship? Are you are you dating multiple people? What's your current situation right now? No, I am very, very single. Very single. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you went on a date with Luke recently. You guys were at Mita's, <laughs> and you've gotten together a couple of times, as I understand, correct? Yeah. And the last time you saw him was at Mita's. Mm-hmm. Well, how do you think that date went? Um, I mean, I, you know, I thought he was a pretty good guy. Um, I was definitely into him until the bill came. <laughs> what happened when the bill came? He literally took out a calculator to calculate the tip because he didn't want to give a penny over 15%. And he went on this rant about like tipping fatigue and how he's sick of being expected to give servers you know, or anybody who's supposed to be tipped, like, more than that. And he got, like, kind of worked up about it when he was explaining, like, his stance to me. And honestly, he just sounded like a dick, especially to me. Like, I used to work in a restaurant. I know how hard it is and what it's like to get, like, a shitty tip. Mm-hmm. And I just – it was just a deal breaker for me. I did not like his attitude at all. And I just think how people treat servers and service people – it is very important to me. Yeah, the tip, the whole tipping thing aside, like how was his behavior? How how was his demeanor with the server? I mean, it was fine before that, but it's just like for me, like also like he thought automatically that I'd agree with him and it just, it was such a turnoff. Like it's, it just killed it for me. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. I have a friend who will always subtract the tax you're not tipping for the tax. Oh. Wow. And and huh. if we're out together, we'll remind everybody because, you know, we're all paying our own bills. We'd be like, hey, remember to take the tax out before you figure out your tip. Yeah. I've actually been out with other restaurant people and people who work in the hotel industry that say the same thing, which is really? surprising coming from them. They do? Yeah. Wow. Well, the, depending on how big your bill is, I mean, it can make, if you go to a fancy restaurant where you're spending 150 or $200 per person right. on your meal, I mean, the tax on that. Is a significant chunk. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Know? Is, that is uh, interesting. so fifteen percent is your hard limit? Is that right, Luke? Uh, yeah, and I'm sorry, but I didn't realize that you were one of those people. Like you just throw your money around to anyone and everyone who wants a dime, and it's whether they deserve it or not, and that's the problem. You know, if, if you earn more tip because I got some kind of like exceptional service, that's one thing. But like, you know. I, I am a watcher of my bank account. I watch it like a hawk, and I definitely want to be with somebody who is fiscally responsible. So I, I don't even think this would work anyway. Did you learn that from your family? Like, did your mom and dad do that growing up? My mom did. A hundred percent. My dad, like, only shops, like, for sales. Uh, he never pays MSRP. Like, 100%, I learned it from my dad, and it helps me. It it helps me get the things I need to get because I have the money for it. And, you know, it's just the way I am. Hmm. Wow, you guys are so far apart on this, and the date went so well. Well, I mean, it's, I mean... It's not even a significant amount of money. Like for you to insinuate that I'm fiscally irresponsible is ridiculous. I just actually care you, about people, so we're just different. 
you say that it's not an insignificant amount of money, but you do that like three times a week, 52 times a year, it adds up, you know? And over the years, like that amount of money can add up to something that you dream about, like a, a dream vacation or uh, an improvement in your home, something like that. Like, mm-hmm. that's how I'm always thinking. And if that's not how you think, that's not how you think. And it, it, like I said, it just won't work out. I tell you what, my mom was a tough customer. She was very high maintenance. It was like Meg Ryan ordering with her very specific, you know, I want this on the side. Uh-huh. And can you make it this way? And she would send it back if it wasn't perfect. She was always nice and polite. She's just high maintenance. So and you then, always, you better leave a good tip. <laughs> oh, right, you would think. But uh-huh. she would never leave more than 15%. It had oh. to be exceptional service. I was always so embarrassed. I'm like, Mom, you can't, you got to leave more than that. She's was like, she one of those people that did like, oh, it's breakfast, so it's a less percentage? Yes, yes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. All your friends that deduct the tax, they're right. They should be deducting the tax. <laughs> wow. Okay, well, not a match, obviously. I'm sorry. <laughs> Definitely no. not. No. Okay. It's a mutual parting of the ways. It's interesting, the deal breakers, though, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I My concern would be if, if he's nickel and diming over a tip, mm-hmm. what life would be like living with him on the day-to-day when it came to purchasing anything. Yeah, like, if he's nickel and diming now, imagine how it'll be when you guys are getting divorced and negotiating a settlement (laughs) (laughs) and child support and everything else. I mean, can you imagine, like, negotiating buying a house or going to get a new car or even purchasing clothes? I mean, you kind of went through that a little bit, too, right? Don't get me started. A little bit. (laughs) That's why when Chris and I, we watch House Hunters together, and we always check to see, like, do we agree on the same philosophy, like, same attitudes of the Mm -hmm. buyer, which one we would pick out of the three. And price is always a big one because what his price range is versus her price range are sometimes two completely different universes. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you both for coming on Second Date Update. I'm sorry we couldn't get it together. Probably just as well. Luke, we appreciate you putting yourself out there. And uh, Marissa, best of luck to you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you guys. Still a big fan. Thank you. Thank you. No, thank you. Appreciate that. All right. If you need a little help with the Second Date Update, just send us an email. Jeff and Jen at WKRQ.com. Coming up, your shot at $1,000. Another round of the 1K letter of the day. Uh, plus your shot at a $500 Kroger gift card if you tap that Usher track. That's coming up next. But first, this is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. I forgot the name already. Sydney, like Australia. That's we were right. talking about cake and getting very distracted. Sorry, Sydney. <laughs> business That's that okay. Night. That's yeah. okay. I was going off on an off-air tangent. Yes, yes about was. cake. About cake. And I about get cake. It. I mean, it's. I am very passionate about cake too, so I get it. As am I. Yes. Yeah, we had a. Uh, so my mother-in-law. It was her birthday over the weekend, and she specially requested graters. Black raspberry chip ice cream cake. Easy enough. Why not? So we we got the cake, and we're enjoying it. And I'm thinking, man, this is delicious. Like, Mm -hmm. I really like this cake. And I struggle with this every year because Kristen asks me. She says, what what kind of cake cake do you want for your birthday? And it's one of those, like, too many choices. I don't even know where to begin. And 
you know, we go to this bakery sometimes that it depends on the month, but they don't always have the cake you want available. Mm-hmm. And if you want like a specially made cake, you got to go to them like weeks in advance and they only make big ones and they're kind of expensive. So the whole time we're sitting there, I'm like, why don't we just get an ice cream cake? Like, keep it yes. simple. People do that every day. Every day. <laughs> like normal people I'm do. I'm telling you what. I had grater sheet cake. That's all they do. They just go and they grab it out of the oh, freezer. Boy. I'm telling you, I got a grater sheet cake for Jacob's graduation last year. Yeah. And oh my God, that was, was one good, of the right? greatest cakes I have had in my life. That frosting, this was one of those situations, and this will totally explain to you one of the many reasons why I'm chubby, is because <laughs> the leftover cake ended up like six or seven pieces of it yeah. on a paper plate. That was in the microwave, stuck it in the microwave, right? So the cats wouldn't jump on it. Right. <laughs> right. Every time I walked by that microwave, I grabbed a fork oh, yes. and stabbed a piece of that thing. Oh, that's funny. You know, every time I walked by and then I would stab, I would have one bite and be like, oh, my God, that's so good. One more little bite. <laughs> and those six or seven pieces you were gone in like record time. <laughs> record time. That's funny. We do ice cream cake at our house, too. That's oh, all we man. do. Oh. And do you get it from Graders or you go someplace else for well, ice cream I, cake? I, I work for UDF, but I work oh, for yeah. Oh, yeah. It's good oh, stuff. Yeah. You know who else has a good ice cream cake? Dairy Queen. There you go. <laughs> yep. <laughs> is, it, is it like, because um, some ice cream it's cakes are cake. better than other. Like, right. Sometimes yeah. it's just pure ice cream. The yeah. thing that I like about graters, though, is that you're, instead of like a big, thick piece of cakey cake, and then you serve ice cream with it. This is both, and it has just the perfect uh-huh. ratio of cake versus ice cream. <laughs> yes. Well, the thing about the uh, Dairy Queen one, because my man is like you. He loves a good ice cream cake. He likes the crunchies. It's got, like, this, like, crunchy something layer in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. the part, the textury part that I think he enjoys. See, now that's my, mind, my favorite, too. My yes. mind is wandering. I'm thinking about cheese crowns now. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> You bring up graters, and I go to the yeah. cheese crowns. It might be a little too rich for me. Yeah. But uh, we're going to try to win you $1,000, and you can spend it on any suite you Anything want. Anything you want. Sydney. That would be amazing. Yes. Yeah. Cross. All right. Give so, her a letter. You're going to have 30 seconds to answer 10 questions that begin with the letter of the day. And if you do that without repeating any of your answers, guess what? You win. So the trick, though, is to pass quickly, okay? Okay. All right. All right, you got letter E. Letter E. We've had winners with E. Don't dismiss the vowel. Ooh. Yeah, you can work with E. Yeah, you can do it. Pretty good letter. Pretty good letter. You can do it. Got 30 seconds. I won't start the timer until Jen finishes asking the first question. Yep. So here we go with the letter E. Name something you give as a wedding gift. Uh, pass. Something you shake. Envelope. Something sharp. Uh, pass. Something heavy. Elephant. A store. Pass. A TV show. Everybody loves Raymond. A liquid. Uh, pass. A candy. European French juice. Something you squeeze. <laughs> uh, pass. Something chocolate. Eclair. Something you give as a wedding gift. Ah. Claire was good. good. Dude, I don't know. I was on like some sort of, I was thinking eggnog, egg yolk, 
And I wanted to say Eskimo in Europe. Oh, <laughs> man. That's That's funny. Funny. Yeah. It could have gone for a lot of those. Something sharp edge. Yeah, like no, it's so much yeah. harder. Oh, All right, man. well, thanks, guys. Yep. I hope you have a great day. Yeah, you too. Take it easy. All right, bye-bye. Good talking to you. Yeah, your mom's eclair cake. That's pretty good. That is a solid. She actually Back made to cakes. That. I yeah. know. <laughs> so I now we got that out of the way. I should have brought you guys some because my mom made the eclair cake. My sister, my dad's birthday was Friday. My sister's birthday is tomorrow. So we had a joint birthday gathering oh, over fun. the weekend. And the, uh, we call it summer cake, but the eclair cake was the dessert du jour. Nice. Friends. I made a cake yesterday too. What is white going cake on? with chocolate frosting. What is it's going gone. on? It was what was the occasion? That's the Sunday Uncle supper Joe. at Tim's house. Yeah, yeah. Uncle Joe and Denny came over. As so well. four of you did took care of an entire cake? Uh, we ate half of it, and then this morning when I got up to go to work, I noticed that there was a third of it left, but all of the top frosting pieces, like Chris ate the top half. <laughs> like there's still the cake bottom. on the bottom, but the frosting. <laughs> part is off. Oh, I'm that's like, funny. We went to a dinner the other night, and the dessert she served was a scoop of vanilla ice cream topped with, uh, it was like red raspberries, but like in that, what's that raspberry liqueur? Uh, it was like a Chambord? raspberry Chambord sauce, but it was really good because it was heated. And it melted the vanilla ice cream. Oh, boy. oh nice. That and does sound like a party. Insanely good. I had, uh, might have had a little alcohol. Well, you could still taste the alcohol. You know huh. what's exciting, though, since we're talking about food, Kroger's going to be here in a little bit with some food. Okay. What are they bringing <laughs> well, today? Are they bringing a cake? I don't know. There is a dessert. Oh. There's a big couple's dinner. They're doing a big Valentine's Day oh, progressive yeah. dinner. Um. Jeff, you have the full details over there somewhere, but I we'll get into it a little later. But I don't know exactly what they're going to be bringing. But you know, Chef Paul Sturkey's going to be here, and Nick, who's the general manager, they're going to be making some drinks. And well, some they always food. do a fun Valentine's thing. They do, and every year I'm like, I gotta go. <laughs> Speaking of food, have you ever woken up in the middle of the night starving? Every day. Not usually. No. <laughs> I did when I used to drink. I think I would wake up in the middle of the night with just, you know, all of that booze just swishing around in my belly mm. and wanting something to eat. Well, there are dietitians out there who can help you not make a bad decision if you must eat something. Here are some of the best late-night snacks to choose, according to dietitians. If you happen to have some deli-sliced turkey breast in the fridge, uh, yeah, just grab one or two of those, roll them up, and go to town. The protein should hold off your hunger until morning. Plus, there is tryptophan in that turkey, which is the stuff that makes you sleepy mm -hmm. on Thanksgiving. So sliced turkey breast, that would be their first choice. Uh, cheese and crackers. That'll work. Any combo of protein and fiber, I suppose, is a good thing. Yeah. Uh, vegetables and hummus, which is especially a great snack if you forgot your veggies during the day. And I don't know, hummus just tastes, makes everything taste better. Sure yeah. does. Uh, you have any banana and nut butter in your cupboard? I have. I always have nut butter in the house. We always usually have almond butter. Sunflower seed butter and almond in mine. Uh, if you regularly keep bananas in the house, you got some nut butter. Potassium helps you relax. 
and complex carbs help control blood sugar spikes. So that's one option. And then cereal and milk, as long as it's, uh, that's what I would usually like if I was craving a snack as a kid and as an adult. Just a little bowl of cereal with some milk, as long as it's whole grain, low sugar cereal. Oh, never mind. (laughs) I'm out. Uh huh. Nobody's eating bran. Lucky Charms, Fruity Pebbles, Fruit Loops. It all turns to sugar inside of your body anyway, whether you're eating grape nuts or fruity pebbles. Yep. You tell them, Tim. Just saying. Also, if you're going to eat at night and you're going to break your fast and trip off the insulin to start shooting out, eat whatever the hell you want. You open the gates. Go for it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I do. Tim's our new show dietitian. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're not eating in the middle of the night to be healthy. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. So if you're going to break your fast and your body's going to start digesting food and shooting insulin out and doing all the things, doesn't matter if you eat one thing or ten things. Yeah. Are you back on coffee? I am. <laughs> I we couldn't tell. tell. <laughs> Day four. <laughs> He's back. <laughs> it all started at that impact meeting. <laughs> oh. oh, is that what it was? God. Yeah, that was when he had his first oh, yeah. was at our impact <laughs> meeting, and now he's all That's back. so funny. I'm back, y'all. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So what are you guys doing later? What do you want to talk about? Where do you want to go? Hey, did you see that? I have links. It's noon. <laughs> That's funny. <sighs> All right. Well, it's 832. Weather-wise, it's going to be nice out. Lots of sunshine. We'll see high around 50 today. Uh, where are we sitting now? It's 28 at Q102. Denise Johnson has your latest Q102 traffic now. Things winding down pretty quick out there. You still have a little bit of slow traffic south 75 through the Lachlan split. Northbound on 471 up from right around Grand into downtown. Hitting your brakes on and off northbound 7175 from Dixie towards the river and southbound 71 slow right around Red Bank. Metro now is extending coverage in hours in 2024. Go Metro where riding is believing. I'm Denise Johnson. That's your trip. Now more of the Jeff and Jen Morning Show. The Jeff and Jen Morning Show. We're just talking about coffee. Uh, Tim is back on coffee. He was off coffee for what? How long, how long were you off? For a 30, week? Two? 35 days. 35 days. Wow. <laughs> yeah, but who's counting? <laughs> Without getting gross, I had some digestive things I needed to get back in, in sync, and it was... Coffee uh, can do a number it on It was you. good to remove alcohol and caffeine and coffee from Christmas Day until whenever that meeting was last week. Okay. Wednesday. A new study has found the seven strongest coffee brands available. Mm. And we're ta- when we say strongest, uh, we're talking caffeine. Oh, okay. uh, not necessarily like flavor. how much it's roasted, no. Well, I think the less, the lighter the coffee, the stronger it is. Like dark coffee is the least strong light coffee is the strongest because it doesn't burn the caffeine off i feel like i read that at some point so light coffee has more ampiness Mm -hmm. oh that explains a lot what do you mean like if you get like a blonde roast at starbucks or something that's gonna have more caffeine in it than say the dark roast would correct oh because it burnt you it doesn't burn as much off interesting or something i'll look it up i didn't know that me neither i like i prefer the dark roast Anyway, uh, coming in at number one is Devil Mountain Coffee with 1,550 milligrams of caffeine per 12-ounce cup. Mm. Now, for comparison, a cup of Dunkin' 
has around 120 milligrams of caffeine. Wow. Yeah. And this has 1,550. That would be Holy significant. Moly. Devil Mountain Coffee. That's wow. it. Yeah. Soldiers should be proud of me. Because I can't eat and I can't sleep. But I can drink lots of coffee. I don't know how much Folgers has. They I can't tell you. my picture on their camp. Advertise that because of them I escaped. Oh, yeah. Insanity. Drinking lots of coffee. Let's see. I drink lots of coffee. Uh, Death Wish coffee. Have you ever had Death Wish? I've seen it in stores. Mm-mm. So the first one is Devil. The second one is Death Wish. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, Death Wish has 728 milligrams of caffeine per 12-ounce cup of coffee. Yeah. I just can't do that much caffeine anymore. It makes my heart race. I definitely can tell a difference. Oh, Jen, you should try... Biohazard coffee. There we go. <laughs> that sounds great. Biohazard coffee. That's so funny. It's like this trend of strong coffees being named for the stuff of nightmares. Biohazard coffee is so dangerous that they acquire their beans from a single source and will not disclose its location. Wow. Wow, that is intense. Uh, Biohazard is simply among the world's strongest coffee with 928 milligrams of caffeine in every 12-ounce cup. Has a nice earthy character and is likely to be enjoyed by dark roast fans. You will not find any floral or fruity tastes taste notes in a cup of Biohazard. Uh, <laughs> instead, the experts at Coffee Affection detect notes of popcorn, nuts, chocolate, and tobacco. Hmm. Okay. Uh, there's also these are real coffee brands. It's funny. You've got to see the labels of these. Band coffee. Band mm-hmm. coffee. It's so B-A-N-N-E-D. crazy. It's, so crazy mm. it's been banned. Yeah. Wow. I'm looking at a package of Extreme oh. Buzz Edition. <laughs> Although the caffeine content, the caffeine content is not nearly as much as uh Devil's Mountain. This is only 474 milligrams of caffeine. God. Why but, do you need hmm. to be this amped? Why do they even do this? And then there's Black Insomnia brand coffee. Uh, if you're a college student looking to pull an all-nighter, or maybe you're just binge-watching the Lord of the Rings trilogy and need some caffeine to help you cross the finish line, whatever circumstance that may be, Black Insomnia Coffee clocks in at 1,105 milligrams of caffeine per 12-ounce cup. My God. Huh. This cannot be healthy for anyone. No. no. Won't you have a heart attack? You would think. Jeez, mm. And then there's the aptly named Very Strong Coffee. Uh, That name says it all. Let's see. that. Holy mackerel. This is 1,350 milligrams of caffeine per 12-ounce cup. Wow. They call it the most dangerous cup in the U.K. Who's drinking this? Doctors that are on 24-hour shifts or what? I don't know. They can't. Well, that coffee... (laughs) The doctor will become the patient. Yeah. It would be uh, folks in the UK. And then in a number seven, shock coffee. Shock. Yeah, man. Just the names of these things are indicators you shouldn't put be it in horrifying. your body. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, oh, yeah You're right, Tim. Banned, death wish, Devil. insomnia, Give me some devil. Of that. 
Yeah, all these are correct. Yeah, that's based out of New York City. That's where you'll find it. It's not a lot of caffeine notes. I mean, compared to these others, it only delivers 300 milligrams of coffee in a 12-ounce cup. But it is still three times what you will find in a simple cup of Dunkin', which Dunkin' is 120. I looked it up. So it says uh, dark roast, light roast generally are the same if you are going to purchase it at a coffee place, but the light roast is a smidge more caffeine. Oh. Light roast has a smidge more caffeine. Okay. All right. Well, who knew? Mm-hmm. All right. So which one are we getting for tomorrow? <laughs> All of them. Band? Yeah. <laughs> Insomnia? I can't do I mean, any The of labels are just funny. <laughs> They're all black. I was just pulling up some of them. I'm like, that's insane. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think my favorite label, Jen, have you seen this? Uh-uh. And turn my monitor around. So you, oh, crap. Oh, I just geez. unplugged. I feel like one out of eight guys... <laughs> At uh, Blackfin, when we were out there drinking 20 oh, years yeah. ago, had that tattoo on his shoulder. <laughs> I feel like they all were drinking nitro, though. Wasn't that like the, before coffee got all caffeinated like that, it was like the nitro versions of coffee that made there like it is, that? Jack. Biohazard. Biohazard. Yeah, I don't think I'd drink that one. Or how about, there's Devil no. Mountain. How about Death no. Wish? <laughs> oh, it's got a skull and crossbones. I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Biohazard. Biohazard. Banned Band. coffee. No. Do yeah. They have, do, I want, do they have warnings on them at all? They well, should. I mean, if the label doesn't <laughs> give you a hint <laughs> as to what's coming. Ones. If the biohazard logo doesn't give you a hint. I mean, even Black Insomnia has got a big X on it. <laughs> and then very strong yeah, very coffee. Very strong coffee. That one's not bad. Yeah. That just tells you what it is. Here's shock. doesn't look good either. <laughs> No. I mean, that looks like that should be the label or the front cover of an acid rock band album. <laughs> it yes. does. Something like Metallica sings. Yes. <laughs> uh-huh. Yep. So now this is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. Jeff and Jen. Paul Sturkey's here. Yay! Hi, Paul. Hi, good morning. Hi. Good morning, everybody. Are we you... brought food. Oh, good for you and good for us. Uh, we is Chef Paul Sturkey and General Manager Nick Polish from the Kroger downtown. Uh, they're having their, their big annual Valentine's Day progressive dinner on Valentine's night, and we could not be more excited. Yeah, good. Awesome. Us too. We're very excited. Yes. So we did it last year for the first time, and now we're back again this year. So uh, very excited about it. Five amazing courses. And then, of course, Nick is here, and uh, he's going to talk about some beverages that uh, he's going to be pairing, and yeah, people can just come down and have stuff. a good time. Yes, Nick, let's talk about beverages. <laughs> <laughs> it is 9.05. Why not? Yes. <laughs> There we go. Well, we, uh, we were so excited to do this again. We're calling it the Valentine's Experience. Uh, last year, if you remember, we were here. It was uh, late January we did it last year. We started promoting it last year. And I felt terrible because as we rolled into February, we were sold out already. And oh. so we're kind of delaying it, kind of trying to time it a little better. So, you know, folks are just now really starting, okay, what am I doing? It's next week. What am I doing? 
And so uh, we're just now opening up the tickets. Uh, we sold a few this morning already. That's great. And so it, it goes quick because it's a fantastic deal. It's 99 bucks per couple. It's five courses. And uh, we're also offering uh, this year, we didn't do it last year, we're offering some pairings. So uh, if you are a wine drinker or a beer drinker and even a cocktail drinker, we're doing flights of all three to pair with this fi- these They're, five courses. Oh, my goodness, look at that. And you have, oh, wow. you got them all laid out. Yeah, yeah so yeah. yeah. So we got the wines, uh, and again, that we've um, selected them to go with each course. We've got our local beers to go with each course. And I figured since this year, it's going to be a little spring-like uh, for Valentine's this year. We're getting some spring weather early. Looking like it. Our, our cocktail flight is frozen drinks. So we've got frozen drinks that are going to be paired with each course as well. So it's very, very cool this year. Yeah, Paul, talk to us about what what is a progressive, the definition of a progressive dinner. A progressive dinner is, so in the the eatery, we have five different restaurants in there. So you kind of dine around. So each restaurant is going to be uh, preparing a, a dish, you know, to, to go along with that. And then, yeah, so it's kind of progressive. You kind of g- eat at this one first, then you get the next course and the next course. So you kind of dine around, if you will. So it's kind of fun. So I'm going to go to this place for this course and that place for the yes. next course. Yes, exactly. That way yeah. you get to experience yeah. all. I love so it. I got, everything. brought all the food up here for you guys to try. So awesome. I know you guys love talking with your mouths full. So. Yeah. <laughs> all the time. You guys are experts. That's why, right? <laughs> well, and let's, let's talk about the places that we have at the On the Rhine Eater. We have Dope, yeah, uh, so which dope is famous Asian? for their kale salad. Yes. Well, yes. they're famous for their wings, too, among other things. Yes, they are. And their, and their ramen. Yeah, thank you. And, uh, yeah, it's a kale thank salad. You. It has carrots, cucumbers, a little sesame ginger vinaigrette, That's some crispy chow mein is. noodles. Look at that. Nice. And so it's a great light. Um, but very, very flavorful first course for everybody. So Very nice. And then, mm-hmm. then we the go over to Decibel. Decibel, yep. And uh, they're doing their new, it's a new menu item that they're going to be launching here in the spring as well. And it's a a sticky sweet and sour chicken Mm. with toasted sesame seeds. And uh, it's really delicious. And they toss it in the sauce and you get the sesame seeds on top and a nice little crunch and a little bit of smoky flavor to it. So it's terrific. Uh, Tell me about, what is this? Is this... uh... QCBC? Yep, QCBC, Queen City Burger Company. So that is uh, another fantastic uh, venue in the in the On the Rhine Eatery. And uh, they're going to be serving a uh, shrimp ceviche and has a citrus jicama salad, crispy tortilla chips, and it's pretty awesome. And then we also will be doing vegetarian uh, versions of that as well with some hearts of palm and uh, some you know, cauliflower sprouts on the, on the, for, uh, for the next course as well. Fourth course. Yes. Fourth. Yes, uh, we opened up Natty Q in the eatery, and we have a smoked beef brisket burnt ends with uh, smoked mashed potatoes, uh, Tabasco onions, and then our Natty Q barbecue sauce nice. on there. Cool. And then the vegetarian version of that is we're going to do it with our cauliflower sprouts, which is cauliflower and Brussels sprouts. And for dessert, we will wander on over to <laughs> Cafe 1883. <laughs> Look at that. There we go. And uh, it is an awesome layered uh, tiramisu tort. Oh, and it's going to have a mixed berry sauce and a little bit of shaved chocolate on top. And now that um, sounds just yeah, oh, look at that! that that's pretty. That yeah, so that's uh, pretty. Yeah, so lots of lots of great courses, lots of great flavors, and you know we're just kind of you know bridging and kind of showing everything that we that we showcase down there at the eateries. So. Awesome. What if I don't have money for parking? (laughs) (laughs) 
Nick's favorite subject. That is the easy part. You know, every customer at the eatery enjoys free parking. Um, that's just something we do. It's something we've done from day one. Conveniently in the garage. Yeah, you pull right in. Our, uh, it's 107 East Central is the entrance to the um, garage uh, of the eatery. It's right on Central Parkway, 3CDC Garage. You pull right in, and uh, we take care of the parking for you. You know, um, For events like this, we make sure you got a little receipt with a barcode. When you leave, you scan, you're good to go. And then back to beverages. Every couple entered is uh, every couple is in to win uh, free tickets to the March Beer Madness event. Yes, yes something else we're looking for. Oh yeah, to. we can't wait to do that. We um, want to do that this year, where we uh, kind of do uh, bring all of our local breweries together at the eatery, um, and then you sample all those spring beers that are coming out and summer beers that are coming out, and we're going to try to. Uh, time that so it's uh, right along the March Madness basketball game. So you got something to watch while you're sampling the beers. This is great. So it's it's the Valentine's Day progressive dinner. Very cool. The on the Rhine eatery. Love it. The downtown Kroger. A lot of people don't realize, you know, when you walk into the eatery, it kind of looks like uh, a food court because you got the, all the five kitchens there, but it's totally opposite. These, I mean, obviously we got the talent of Chef Paul Sturkey here behind it, and. All of these kitchens elevate their game for these special events, and uh, we just look forward to them every year. That's great. So if you want to go, it'll get you tickets, right? Right. Yes, on the RhineEatery.com, or, uh, you know, give me a call, uh, 513-263-5915. Make your reservation, 513-263-5915. All right. Awesome. Great. Happy Valentine's Day, Happy gang. Happy Valentine's Day, guys. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, it's 12 after 9. Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102. We meet our newest best friend. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. All right, guys, say hi to our newest Best Friends Club member. This is Krista Hoffbauer from Mainville, everybody. Hi, Krista. How are you? Hi, Krista. Hi. hi. I'm great. How are you? Pretty good. good. We were talking about cake earlier, and it says here, you make a mean Texas sheet cake. Really? Ooh, I love those. Yeah. What mm. is a Texas sheet cake? Um, It's just a... It's got like a cinnamon flavor. It's a chocolate cake, but it's got like a cinnamon flavor in it. Um, and it's got Usually a it's sort of like brownies. It's got yeah. pecans and the frosting. Yeah. It's, really? It feels yeah. like a thicker, kind of heavier I don't think I've cake. ever had it either, Jeff. No. Oh, yeah. I don't believe you can make it. You should probably bring us one <laughs> when you stop by to get your jersey. <laughs> the whole thing. Okay, done. <laughs> That's so funny. Something else interesting about Krista, she says, I can't carry a tune to save my life. I once made my dog try to jump through a glass door trying to get away from my singing. So, I mean, that's bad. When your dog's trying to jump through a glass door, that's not good. No. <laughs> nope, I should never sing in front of anyone, for sure. Will you, will you sing happy birthday to us? We want to hear how bad this is. Oh, God, no. No, no, no. <laughs> you really got to just get over that. Because I'll tell you, I was like that for a very long time. I have a horrible singing voice. And I would be embarrassed. I even sang very softly in church. <laughs> you know? But once I just started to belt out jingles in our mom and pop spots, 
It's just <laughs> really it's so liberating. Yeah. It's so liberating. Yeah. It just took one man to appreciate her voice. <laughs> it took Tim Timmerman. That's right. Letting yes. us really bring it home. That's right. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm one of those people, though. I don't really feel like I can sing either, but I don't care. Like, I'll just do yeah. karaoke or sing it's or whatever. Fun. Ask these guys. I've been belting out Usher all morning. Yeah. yeah. Uh, something else you have in common with Jen, Krista, you're a shopaholic. It says, if I see the word sale, oh, I feel the need to buy. You gotta oh, go. Yeah. That's the truth. I've got way too much stuff. What is the <laughs> latest imp- impulse purchase or, or foolish thing you can recall you bought? Um, I just bought some pillows off of Amazon that I really didn't need, but they were on sale, so I got them. Well, you can never have too many pillows. That's true. I'm a pillow person, for Plus, sure. Plus, you have to change them out, right? Can't well, you, you got to like, change them out. And if you have pets, you never know when a cat might decide to pee on one. And then you just got to oh, throw geez. it out. It's good to have backups. I don't have cats, but I do have a dog. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and something you and I have in common, we both love Jeff Ruby's. And uh, I don't know if you know this or not, but the Jeff and Jen Best Friends Club is now brought to you by Jeff Ruby Culinary Entertainment. Each month, our Jeff and Jen Best Friends will be entered to win a $200 Jeff Ruby gift card. So that Ooh, very nice. well could be you. You yeah. never know. All right. That would be okay. Yes, <laughs> yeah. <it would. laughs> yeah. So thanks for listening to the show. Thanks for being a fan. Thanks for supporting us, being part of our little radio family. Well, thanks for making my morning every day on my way to work. And if you'd like to be a Best Friends Club member, shoot us an application. You can find them online at WKRQ.com. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy.